winners and some of us are losers and I am the loser. I'm your host, Nisha Hapel, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host. And the winner, Jarvis. Thank you. No need for the applause. It's okay. There's no applause. You it. literally did nothing. I also did nothing. I sat on my ass and didn't even watch the game <laughs> when it was live. I had to go back and rewatch it. Yes, we it rewatched it this morning. I watched in agony. Jarvis watched in probably Glee. Um, <laughs> it's a really way, weird way to describe yeah. winning a football match. Gleeful, but you know, it is what it is. Um, how's your weekend, Jarvis? Um, weekend or weekday or Just week all or of the, everything. All of the above. Um, yeah. How was, you going? It was a good one. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just a bit, I, I feel like I come in with the same thing every, every week. Nothing's new, I think. Um, it's all the same type of stuff. Wrestling, uni, mm. work. Obviously, we had Mother's Day on, uh, Sunday. Happy so. Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to all of those out there that are bearing us burden children um <laughs> we're 21 but we're still the burden children yeah pretty much um anyway so yeah um yeah nothing really new for me really that's pretty been it it's just the same old same old same old same old same old same old but um obviously dog's back on top this week so yay. something to smile about yay how is your week going? Sorry, I'm so... I was just sitting uh, here waiting for him to ask me yeah. how my week was. I was like, "You are you going to ask <laughs> how my week was? My week was all right. We had some lows. We had some highs, um, to say the least. Yeah. Um, one of the highs was probably watching you wrestle on Friday, Jarvis. Oh, yeah. I um, guess that's, I guess, some big news. Like, yeah, yeah. Big matches on Friday. In fact, winning two matches in one night, uh, yes. which is a big turnaround from me having never saw... <laughs> seen him won a few weeks back but one of your matches i truly think was one of the best i have ever seen from you so big oh, congrats on that thank you um, and obviously i am the new number one contender to the slam championship which yeah. uh is held by george kendo at the moment yeah. so i'll have to see how uh that one all shapes out yeah um hopefully i just bring bring the bring the belt home i am wishing you the very best but Thank i know you. there are a few george kendo fans that are wishing <laughs> you the very worst that's okay they don't listen to this <laughs> thank goodness for that um and then other than that i celebrated a friend's birthday over the weekend which was so lovely mm. had a few too many drinks but maybe i would argue the right amount of drinks i honestly think you actually, i think I saturday night me argued the right amount sunday morning me argued one too many but I think, yeah. It is what it is, and we made it this far, so we're going to keep drinking. Let (laughs) us get straight into our top footy moment of round eight. Yeah. It's already round eight. Round eight. And I want to hear yours. Uh, Mine, well, it comes from that beautiful game we watched uh, this morning slash (laughs) today afternoon, because I watched the last half in the afternoon. Mm. Um, And it's not from my side. It's from your side, the Baggers, the Blues, yes. the Carlton boys. Um, now, Eddie Betts has been, I think, criticised quite heavily, at least last year and early this year, mm. uh, about his role. But um, I think the game against the Dogs showed what he can do and obviously... What he can still do. We know what he can do. What he can still do, sorry. What he can still do. And he kicked that beautiful mid-air bicycle kick almost um <laughs> i don't know what a bicycle kick is do you, but if, do you not know what a bicycle kick is well apparently i do now it's what eddie did well oh uh, anyway <laughs> did uh, it's it's a more of a soccer term because people in soccer do yeah, it yeah that's why um, i don't know or football it. if you're in europe um 
But yeah, so um, he kicked uh, just a ball out of the air, kicked a goal just out of nowhere, just kung yeah. fu kicked it. And it was then pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive, you know. Yeah, Got I the think, Blues kick started, didn't it? Yeah, I think that was what really just kind of sent you a bit hot to begin with. And obviously, Eddie petered out towards the end. Kicked yeah, the four in goals the first, in the first half. Yeah, and then kicked one in the second half. Um, and then he left the field much like the rest of the Blues. <laughs> But yeah, I think, you know, I, you love to see Eddie kick some cool and fun goals and he he showed that on, on Sunday, obviously not with the result he probably mm. and his team wanted, but um, it's what I wanted. <laughs> He's one of those players that really brings people to the football. Yeah. And literally my sister a few weeks back was like, I'm not going to the football again until they name Eddie Betts in the side. And then the, <laughs> the next week they named Eddie Betts in the side. And I was like, so I guess we're going again. It was, it was only like round three. I think, <laughs> the first two I think that was after we lost to Collingwood. But um, yeah. yeah, that has aged very well for us. <laughs> um, my top footy moment actually goes back to Friday Night Lights, uh, Richmond versus the Cats. And I think everyone's going to know exactly what I am talking about when I say Shy Bolton's Mark of the Year contender. A real bit of individual brilliance and absolutely got everyone, Geelong supporters included, up off their feet. Um, I knew a couple of Richmond fans in the crowd and they were absolutely stoked to be there to witness that. (laughs) I think the best mark I've ever seen live has got to be Andrew Walker's mark in 2011 on top of Jake Carlisle. And I will never forget sitting in there and just everyone just going, oh, what did we just see? And being in complete disbelief. And I think it would have been a very similar experience for those who saw that fantastic mark from Shy Bolton. Obviously marked it in the goal square and went back to kick a goal. Would have been a bit awkward if he had missed that one. I just wouldn't have the same impact. That's <laughs> that's my issue with a lot of those like mark and mark of the years, not goal of the years, because obviously you have to get the goal to get yeah. a goal of the year. Like it's what they do afterwards. Mm. But I'm like, well, it's a cool mark. Yeah. But, like, Sometimes they, they just they turn just, it straight yeah, over, they just, or they yeah. miss the goal, or they kick it out of the fall. I mean, just a reminder for you guys: if you have a top footy moment, moment, a top mm. footy moment that you would <laughs> like to share with us. Sorry, I can't talk for a second. A top footy moment that you would like to share with us, please send it into our Instagram's DMs at After the Siren Podcast. We have had a few slowly start to come in, so don't be shy and alone. Um, and as of next week, hopefully we can get a few in and start to share them. Yes. Um, if you have been watching footy for a really long time, I'm just making this up on the spot, and you want to share a top footy moment of your footy watching career, we love to see your personal highlights of football going back. It could be something like that Andrew Walker mark. Wouldn't mind going back and having a look at what your top footy moments are. But mm. otherwise, stick to the round of football. Yeah. Shall we get into these news stories? Sure. Let's Got a go. fair bit to get through. Yeah. It's a, there's a little bit. It's not too bad. Just um, a, you know, average amount. I guess. We, average. The, the things you say sometimes. The way, the way you say words sometimes concern me. Doesn't it make life more fun? It, it, it makes it a, a split second more hard to understand what you're, what you're trying to say. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I will pronounce words correctly from now on. Well, talking about words, um, <laughs> uh, let's get into the top 40. Uh, not top 40. Oh, my gosh. My brain's almost <laughs> as baked as yours. Um, the news stories. We'll get into the first one. Um, it is coming from... Uh, a few games this weekend, yep. starting off um, here with Tuke Miller from the Gold Coast Suns. Obviously, they had their loss against St. Kilda 
<clears throat> on Saturday, I believe. Yes, correct. Yes. Um, and Tuuk Miller has been um, uh, charged by the MRO uh, mm. for a one-match ban in a careless contact with high impact and high contact, medium impact, high contact, sorry, mm. against um, Nick Caulfield from the St. Kilda side, obviously. Um, yeah, it's it's not a great one for the Suns to lose for a one-match ban. Um, the, I don't think there's yeah, really too much to argue. one of their argue. senior players, and yeah. they really need him. Especially they've got a contest coming up against the Lions. Yeah, they're not He that. will be <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly missed. Um, the next uh, finding to come out of the match review panel today or yesterday, I believe, um, Jeremy Finlayson from GWS. Now he's just finally found some form and he's been knocked out with a one-match ban for an elbow on Essendon's Zach Merritt. Now that was actually off the ball. So very hard to argue that one, argue way out of that one, sorry. Um, but it was high, and he has been handed that one match ban. Yeah, it's uh, you know, when you're coming in with just a flying elbow, it's not great. I mean, there was <laughs> no attack. There was no attack for the ball at all. So yeah, like, I believe Jeremy Finlayson has a bit of a questionable track record when it comes yeah. to rogue elbows, and you know, maybe just a bit of uh, emotion flooding out. Um, well, Merritt's been on a roll, so can you blame him? No, uh, Merritt is one that a lot of clubs are watching. Considering yes. he's out of contract, but that is a bit of a different story. Um, the final, probably the biggest and, and most, um, you know, probably had the most consequences this action. Did you want to take us through Scott Lysette's situation? Um, yeah, so he's been charged with rough contact, uh, a dangerous tackle against uh, Ned McHenry, so from the Adelaide Crows um, during their round against Port Adelaide. Mm. Um, pretty much. In summary, from the tribunal, um, he can't accept an early plea of anything like that. Um, and how, uh, it doesn't say how much he might be getting. Yeah, um, obviously that's the still to be is, yeah, they, they haven't decided how much he might get banned or how much he might have to pay. Mm. Probably a mix of both, to be honest. So essentially, um, his so dangerous yeah. tackle, he rode Ned McHenry into the turf pretty hard, and McHenry had to come off and leave the field for the rest of the game with a very noticeable concussion. It was one of those concussions where they get up and he was stumbling around and um, he, he didn't know really where he was. He didn't want to leave the field. Yeah, um, yeah just a bit of a, a scary sight. We have had multiple discussions about concussions. Yeah, no it rhyme intended. Me, who was the guy? I don't remember who it was that got tackled. I think it was another Adelaide player that got just slung to the oh, ground. Oh, it was, um, was it the Kelly on Dangerfield one early this season? No, no, last year. Oh, last year. Yeah, I can't remember who it was last year, Couldn't but it you. was like their soul just left their body after mm. the sling tackle. So obviously sling tackles are banned for a reason and it's, it's very, yeah. just very careless conduct. Yes, so Lysette's definitely in a little bit of trouble there. So, so um yeah, definitely need to rub this one out of the game. Just following through with the tackles and driving players into the dirt is unnecessary. You know, they're not going to be able to get rid of the ball yeah. either way. You don't need to put that extra bit of oomph into it. No, no need Story number two. Number dos. Number dos. Um, we have got a couple of injury reports. Uh, we've just picked uh, a couple of probably 
bigger named ones or bigger injuries. So the first yeah. one we'll go through is Lockie Keefe from GWS. He's one of their key defenders. Now he has ruptured his right ACL. Re-ruptured his right ACL. Re-ruptured. Yeah. There you go. In the last minute of his match against Essendon. How heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a tight game. Um, they really needed probably that key defender on there for the entire last little bit. Um, mm-hmm, they really did. Yeah, so, you know, two points of difference means a lot in a game of football. Um, so, yeah, it, it sucks for that. Obviously, they're going to be without him for quite a while. If he has re-ruptured it, um, you probably need to go back and get surgery for that done. Yes, now um, at the age of 31, could this question. be the end? Could this be the end? You don't want that to be crossing your mind, but it really does when you see some of the older boys go down with long-term injuries. Um, so he landed on awkwardly in a marking contest, and you'd hate to think that might be the end. But um, wishing him all the best, hoping yeah. for the best possible outcome. And, and yeah, maybe he, in a year's time, back on the track. Does he? Does anyone know the contract situation for him at all? Not too sure, actually. Probably should have done a little bit more background. But, um, yeah, in terms of what we know, the current situation, and just how... Everything kind of works in the football system. When you get an aged player, they can call time when they get uh, a challenging injury to come Very back true. from. You Very saw it happen true. with some stars like Juddy and mm. and all of those, you know, big name players that never came back after being injured. Um, the other one, I'll let you take the lead. Yeah, so Lucky Hunter has um, somehow broken his hand. It's actually just a fracture. Mm. Bad um, week if your name is Lucky. Yeah, obviously. So, <laughs> so. Um, um, yeah, so um, during the game against Carlton, he somehow broke slash fractured his hand. Um, there was a fracture in, uh, of small bones in his, I believe, uh, which hand was it? I think it was right hand? Yeah, no, it was his left hand, sorry. There you go. I'm remembering how he was high-fiving his, uh, the, the boys after the goal. <laughs> All and the details. Yeah, and he wasn't using his other hand. He was only using that. He even went up to go grab a drink bottle and was using only his right hand. So it was his left hand. So it was noticeably um, Noticeably wasn't inhibited. using it. Yeah. Um, so his left hand had some small bone fractures in there, um, but he is going in for surgery today when we're recording the podcast. Um, to go get that all fixed up to stabilize those So fractures. by the time you guys hear this, you can rest easy knowing that he's out of surgery. He's out of surgery and possibly feeling a bit better and possibly playing this weekend as well, depending on how that goes. We've obviously seen people yeah. play with broken hands or fractured hands. Yeah, um, a bit of even a this season. Quick, yeah, a quick recovery. You can come back from them if everything goes to plan. Obviously, the clubs are going to err on the side of caution. So if it's going to have any further damages, you might not see him. It'll just be about a review after he comes out of that surgery. He obviously did play the rest of the game with a broken hand as well. Mm. So um, interesting to see how it goes. All right. A very controversial story to finish us off. Now, it's been circling the headlines all throughout this week. Now, it comes out of one of our AFLW players, and she's in contract talks at the moment with Carlton. Now, it's Taylor Harris, and Whoa. the controversy is about a large salary demand that she has put forward through her manager. Yeah, so uh, currently Taylor Harris is getting paid $80,000 um, uh, in her contract at this very moment, yep. but she has put demands... And I'm pretty sure their demands to <laughs> increase her salary to $150,000. So almost very nearly double what she is yes. currently getting. Now, if you look at the facts, she is one of the 
easily most noticeable and most well-known players. She's obviously getting that Amazon documentary yes. made about her, which um, we talked about in earlier earlier season. Uh, sorry, early earlier episodes. episodes. Yep, that's it. God, Multiple we're in season seasons. one. <laughs> Calm down, Nisha. Um, yeah, so obviously she's well-known. People are interested in her enough to follow through a documentary. She's got that uh, remarkable statue from that kick. Yep. Um, she did it with Novel and was caught up in lots of controversy there. So there's no argument against the fact that she is well-known and she is a noticeable, recognisable player and she does great things for AFLW. No question mark there. But the counterpoint is... Throughout the 2021 season, it was probably her worst performing season to date. She yes. did not kick the goals that she would normally ha- be kicking. She um, be- was finished outside the top 15 mm. in the Blues Best and Ferris as mm. well. And it was just a pretty disappointing yes. season. Obviously, she got hit with a couple, I think, injuries. Or she got managed a few times for some reasons. Yeah, she was managed. So she obviously didn't play the full season through, which when there's only nine games for a women's home and away and obviously you guys didn't make finals you know she couldn't probably play the amount that she wanted to um but taylor harris maybe not the best year for her but definitely uh can be shown um to be one of the most dangerous people on that field especially as a forward um so yeah now one thing is it's not even only that she wasn't the best uh player at the club this season she wasn't even the best forward at the club with Darcy Vessio taking out top spot as Carlton's best and fairest so it's a bit um you know unsettling for other players that have you know played their heart out you got your likes of Maddie Press-Parkers you got your likes of Darcy Vessio that are really really pulling their weight for the club particularly in the 2021 season and if they are getting paid any less than that then they're going to start questioning the club and where the club's morals lie. And are we just going to, you know, give out money to keep players with a name or are we going to give out money to the players that really, truly deserved it and earned it last season? Now, I really am a huge Taylor Harris fan, so it might sound a little bit weird or strange, all of this coming from my mouth, but I personally don't think she quite got it this year. I don't think she has got the right position right now to turn around to a club and be ultra demanding yeah so that's where i'm sitting at the moment no i think it's she, all a fair point she's also it's important to note a world champion boxing star and has almost implied if if she can't quite get what she wants from aflw she might just drop it and carry yeah, on with her boxing which again not a bad idea if you're the world number one well very true but the issue is obviously i think boxing you take a lot more life out of your career very quickly um that's why they get paid so much money (laughs) true but you still get hit up still can get banged up quite quite easily so obviously there's the risk of boxing the reward um uh, but you know let's see what the club does for taylor harris maybe they can find some middle ground be definitely a very interesting you know contract signing and i think it's probably the first time where people have really talked about money in relation to an AFLW star and people actually go, oh, is that what they get paid? Is that, you know, we don't know what the standard is. We don't know what the top players should be getting played. And maybe it is up to that $150,000 mark, but is she the player that should get that? 
That's the question. I mean, I would still love 80,000 80, a year. <laughs> Wouldn't would've, we all? Yeah. I mean, people listening to this are probably in a similar vote. Um, yeah, $80,000 for a preseason and nine games doesn't sound too bad to me. Especially when but, you miss finals as well, you know? Yeah, but, um, you know, it is what it is. It's ultimately going to be down to the club and what they can afford to offer her. Um, Very true. You know, they've got 30 other players to think about in their AFLW side. Yes. And yeah, I think it's really interesting that we're finally seeing talks about money and contracts and female athletes going, no, I'm worthy. And people are going to go, oh, maybe this makes her look like a bit cocky or a bit arrogant. But honestly, someone's going to going to be the first. Someone's always got to be the first. And, you know, Taylor Harris seems to enjoy putting her name out there and, and being the first. So doesn't surprise me one bit that she's putting her hand up for a bit of a pay raise and putting her hand up for female athletes everywhere. So she might cop the brunt of the the offence and the um, insults, but it is what it is. And uh, I think she's an outstanding player in her own right. So yeah, good just, on you, Taylor. And I hope, hope it all works out. I hope it all works out in Carlton's favour also. All right. We might just wrap our new story up there. I did just talk for a while. <laughs> Do you have anything to add on, Giles? Um, if you don't have bananas a day, you have a banana anyway. <laughs> hey, listen, you ask about anything else to add. And the answer should have been no. We'll wrap it up there, guys. <laughs>
So this is a pretty big news story. It's not even just a player getting injured outside of the four walls of the club, but in a physical altercation is a pretty big story. Now, the details are obviously not fully there. Um, yeah. So not knowing exactly how Bolton became involved puts a bit of a question mark over that. Um, what's your initial thoughts on this? Um, well, I mean... At least for once, it's not over some other petty stuff. It's over. I mean, obviously, shy. Um, did we don't again? We don't know how he got involved. I'm assuming <laughs> that once uh, hands were thrown towards Rioli, shy kind of ran and came involved. It sounds <laughs> like on paper it was sounds like two different situations, <laughs> but I'm assuming that it'd probably be one right after each other. It was like get punched. Um, Rioli gets punched, and shy comes in. Yeah, just tries seconds, to yeah, help, help his And tries to help out. out his brother and stuff like that, you know? Not his actual brother. Yeah, no, son, I know what you his meant. Mate. Um, he's his club brother. Yeah, so <laughs> so obviously, you know, at, at least this situation, it's not, hey, there's some random dudes out here that won't give him like a bab. Let's have a, <laughs> let's have a punch <laughs> I knew on. you were going to bring that up. Um, so, so at this time, you know, it's obviously for good reasons and, you know, it, it, more or less it's kind of for self-protection, I want to say. Um, rather than, you know, boys being idiots. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so at least you have some positivity coming out of a, a situation that yeah. could have been a lot um, n- a lot of negativity towards the, the Richard yeah. Club. Again, knowing what we know, you can assume that the boys were just, you know, out having a fun night out with no ill intentions to get into a conflict. They were not the ones who started it. And it's almost very, you know, heartwarming about uh, Daniel Rioli's character that he would stand up for his girlfriend when she's been subject to... We don't exactly know what happened again. This is only knowing what we know, but obviously inappropriate behaviour is the direct quote. So shows a lot about his character and um, what he stands for and and what hopefully a lot of football clubs are beginning to stand for is we don't want any form of violence or insult or just authority over women and so props to Daniel for that. Sorry you had to cop a punch to the face. Yeah. Um, now, again, just to rehash a little bit what you said, we don't entirely know how Bolton came involved, but it was probably a retaliation as to what he saw happening to, Dan- to Daniel. Yeah, and obviously, you know, if, if Bolton, I guess, were to think um, before he did the actions... He would probably maybe not have gone for a punch that fractures a wrist, is what we're assuming that could have happened. Um, again, it, it just says that he's been involved in an altercation with the whole situation, but if he's got a fractured wrist, there's really only a few things that you could have done to damage that, unless, you know, you get your. They, they've flung his hand against a brick wall. Yeah, look. It's a, a tricky situation because what are you going to tell the players? Are you going to tell the players, no, don't go out anymore at the risk of yeah. something like this happening? They, they're young men and they were not in the wrong in this particular situation. Um, and you, you really can't control players' lives to that extent. It's, yeah. it, you know, we saw last year in lockdown the, the, the strict rules that had to be put in place for yep. the season to carry on. And even players stepped outside of that multiple times from multiple different clubs, Very whether true. it was going to Dreamworld with the kids or whether it was going, <laughs> you know, Mrs. Cochin going off to the day spa. So it was very hard to keep everyone involved under confines. So put 
putting rules in place of what players can and can't do in their casual time is probably not an option Not that is going to work. It, it might be an option, but I don't think it's an effective option. No, I don't think it is either. Yeah, so a really tough one, and obviously this doesn't happen every weekend. It would be more of an issue if that was the case. But we have seen off-field incidents really leave a mark on other players' careers before. Yeah. So as you mentioned last year with Sydney Stack and his uh, mate Coleman Jones from uh, Richmond, they were involved in an altercation outside a kebab shop up in the Gold Coast. So they were already breaking their hub rules rules to be there and um, ended up all over newspapers, all over, you know, on on Damien Hardwick's radar. And yeah, um, and that was interesting to see in the documentary as well. Yeah. Making the mark. That was quite funny. Um, (laughs) Do we know if he got his kebab at the end of the day? Look, it looked like it was lost in the altercation. So, uh, (laughs) so not really (laughs) worth the trip to the kebab shop. Uh. But um, yeah, outside of that, you saw really seriously the the downfall of Brendan Favola being in multiple yep. off-field scandals now. Um, I, he was obviously involved in an affair with Lara Bingle. He was involved in the sending around of her nudes, which is, you know, a serious offence in itself. The Obviously, the AFL did do an investigation into that and came down to the fact that they couldn't exactly narrow down who it was. Mm. Um, he was obviously in uh, a serious gambling um, problem at that time. He was finishing up his career at Brisbane. And even before that, his behaviour at the Brownlow Medal um, at the end of 2009, I believe. You know, very comical for us to look back on now, but ultimately (laughs) lost him a spot at one of, you know, the big Melbourne clubs, which is where you want to be playing football. And... I love Fev. I'm, I I stand Fev. I'm like the leader of the We Love Fev Club, but my my I don't understand. I didn't understand at the time. My wall was covered in the Fevolution yeah. is upon us posters. You know, he Are you was my these puns on purpose because they're really good puns. No, no, that was literally what it the was, poster oh. said on my on my wall. <laughs> it was like the front page of a newspaper. I've probably still got it stowed away in the cupboard. Oh, His funny. dreadlocks. He was just iconic. He was labelled as a potential future. Carlton captain and then it just all came down so quickly after a series of off-field controversies in more recent times you've seen Jesse Hogan be at the center of some of these controversies you know when he was over in Perth playing for Fremantle yeah there was a video circulating of him you know during pre-season very intoxicated and someone from his private party unfortunately leaked this video of yeah. him dancing around with uh, no pants on so definitely not what you want to be representing your club now obviously none of these have resulted in injuries but they will forever be a part of these players and, careers yeah and that's you know it's not only them but you go back a couple of decades you know ben cousins jason akamatis mm. people that you look back on not because of their footy career but, but what they've done outside of their footy career yes. and the mistakes they made the mistakes they made while uh playing football uh mm. so you know you don't want to leave your legacy like that especially after shy bolton made that tremendous mark on the yeah. weekend you want him um, to be remembered for what he did on field yeah and not the fact that he stood up for his mate and he was involved in an altercation and, and broke his wrist well, I mean, when he punched someone. Better than some of the other people remember. But yes, you know. although I still love Fev. I know what he did was not right now that I can fully 
comprehend that, but um, him going on I'm a Celebrity a few years ago was the absolute best thing he could have done for his redemption story. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, so definitely hope the club can get behind these two boys and really mm-hmm. almost commend what Rioli's done and try and really put a, a positive spin on it. Um, you know, maybe these two might personally avoid the clubs and the next upcoming weeks but um i don't think we can tell young men that it's it's not okay unless you're jamara then you can just get criticized as much as you want <laughs> yes yeah uh, i think uh bevo's had enough questions about <laughs> jamara and his social life for one uh. love how all of these families are linked now the rioli and the favola and the Hagen. It's a very, very... It's only one Uglagen. <laughs> the Uglagen. The Well, technically, there's only one Favola that's played football. True. There's just others that are well-known. Um, Any... We might wrap that conversation <laughs> up there. I feel like I'm running out of things to say, yeah. and um, you don't want to hear me ramble. So, without further ado, Adieu. it's tip time. It's... <laughs> What? Nothing. My segues are flawless. I know, but and they're getting I just, better week I just, by week. I just heard, I heard something else. I didn't hear tip time. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, there might be children listening. Calm down, Jarvis. Is there? I think in our demographic or not, I think it does not say that. Well, anyway, they're probably using their mum's account. Let's go into... <laughs> let's tip go into t- time. Tip time. Friday, it's starting off St. Kilda versus Geelong. Obviously, Geelong came off that massive win against Richmond just floored them in the uh in the in the second half there. Um who you got for this one? It's at Marvel Stadium. So no MCG Friday clash, which is a bit unusual to be honest. Mm, but, it is a little bit. Yeah. Um I'll go with the cats. Yeah, I'm the same. I'll be interested to see if St Kilda can pull back, but um I just feel like they've just run out of steam and Geelong mm. are just starting to get on that roll. Yes, they are. They're doing well. And I think they've just regained a few players from injuries. With yeah. Sean Higgins came back into the side last week. Cameron a couple of weeks before that. Dangerfield. Will be back either this week or next week, wouldn't he? Because he's... Sure no, he, no, he, he got didn't injured. need surgery. He, got, he, might he be came out back from the... his suspension and then he got injured again. Yeah, but he got, I think he might be out for like three months, wasn't he? Two, I think. Two. Anyway, so he's still going to be out for a little bit. but um, they, Geelong, They've regained a couple of Their Geelong others. side is pretty stacked. Gotta say. So, yeah, both Geelong for that one. On to the next one. It's going to be uh, the first Saturday clash, Sydney versus Collingwood in the SCG. Um, who you got for this one? Well, I went first last time, so you're going to go okay. first. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'll go for Swans. Yeah, I'm Let very me serious about yeah, this um, now. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> I'm going Swans. I'm also going Swans. It's the SCG. Sorry to my cousin who thinks that oh, Sydney it's... only win when I don't tip them. Yeah, but it, well, I mean, you didn't tip them last week. And they lost. And so. they lost. And no, they won. They lost. They lost. But the week after that, yeah, never mind. Um, but it's calling. <laughs> it's calling. Listen, it's calling at the end of the day. They're not doing too well. I feel like Sydney. Will... Traveling up to Sydney. Sydney got yeah. the fan base behind them. Got the poly arms behind them. That what? Oh, oh. oh um, anyway, what's the next one? Hawks North. Honestly, a clash I might sit down and watch. You know what? I'm very tempted to tip North for this one. If but they're going to win a game before be like the end half of the year where teams are starting this to drop would, off. This would be this it. This is their shot. And I think they're going to come out all guns blazing, to be honest. The only issue is that it is in Tasmania. so. But uh, North play down in Tassie too. I mean, do they? Yeah, they both play down there. Oh, I didn't even notice. You know what? I'll go with North. I'm going with North too. Oh! You thought I was going to go with Hawks. Yeah. No, you're going to take the risk. 
Hawks had a shocker against the Eagles, and the Eagles were over here, and we know that that's not their forte no. either. Um, so north for both of us, we haven't found a split the difference no, game. No, but there is a few games yet. coming. There's a few ones coming. All right, Suns versus Lions. Who have you got? No, I went first last time. Actually, oh I went first God. last two times. So I believe it's your shot. All right, Lions. I'm also going to go with the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was so uh, worth I you know. making me go first for. Is something capping at the MCG on Saturday? Because why is there no games at the MCG? Because um... Rich- So the next game, sorry, Richmond Giants is at Marvel as well. That's quite bizarre. That is quite bizarre. There's something I'm looking at. I know that we're playing on at the G because I'm going. Yeah, so something must be happening Saturday. If something's happening Saturday, can someone message me? Please, someone DM our Instagram if you know what's happening at the MCG um, Friday, Saturday. Because anyway, Richmond bizarre. Giants, who you got? Um, ooh, I am gonna go with Richmond. Yeah. I actually honestly ooh. think Richmond play a decent game at Marvel Stadium. I think it helps their style because you don't have to go. You, they can just kind of mm. blitz through a lot of. People say they love Richmond at the G, and you know that's that's their home. It's Punt Road. It's yeah. all of that. They can go walk down Swan Street after the game and grab drinks at the Richmond Club Hotel. Yep. But Marvel Stadium, it it really encourages that quick run play. It's fast field, no wind, no wind. So yeah, I reckon Richmond will flourish. Yeah, Get back I'm on the, the winners list. I'm, I'm the same, Richmond as well. We haven't split yet. I feel like the next one we might split on. Um, but just a quick question: Do you reckon if you have enough people just blowing, like in the stands, you could create wind? I think that's not COVID safe. <laughs> and that is my final answer. Okay, sweet. <laughs> on to the next game. It's gonna be Port Adelaide versus the Dogs over. In Adelaide, obviously Adelaide, uh, Port Adelaide won the uh, the Adelaide Derby mm. um, and went After back. After you in. really strangely tipped the Crows. Yeah, last I don't week. know why. Uh, listen, I went for a hey, uh, hell mary, um, and obviously they wore the prison bar jersey that they're not supposed to wear after the game so yes. very smart on them yeah so, Koshi's really holding on to that one he will not give up we no. haven't really reported on this because i'm it's don't a, really care it, to get yeah, involved but I. um it's i mean it's a jersey it's too it's day. too media you know media men having a little oh. girl fight over oh. what what dress to wear yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> sorry um, eddie and Koshi, but also i'm not sorry i'm going with the dogs with this one here you got um, I'm going with Port, so yeah, there we go. There Split go. the difference. I think Port at home, oh, you got to account for at least ten extra kick, free kicks going Port's but, way. But we will have a few more people back. Um, I think this week, I yes. think Gardner's back. English, English should, should be, be back. back. Um, Martin might be back. Uh, who else? Who was the other one? Gardner and Williams might be back as well. Bailey Williams. Mm-hmm. So we've got mm-hmm. a few backs possibly. Um, but yeah, so that's our different split for this week so far. Next one up on the list, it's going to be Essendon versus Fremantle and Marvel. Who you got for this one? Oh, this is actually a bit of a, it is. a trick one. Yeah, it is. And what she's pondering. Oh, I am. I'm watching the cogs turn on Nisha's head right now. Mm. Like the gears are spinning. I've never seen her gears spin this much. I just, I think Essendon, but I don't want to so badly. <laughs> see, that, see, that's the issue. You have your morals that you're like, my I hate. My bias, yeah. my serious, yeah. serious bias. Um, I, And I also love Nat Vive, so there's that to consider too. No, that's not really something to consider, but. For you it is. Oh. Okay, I'm going to need a decision. You got five seconds. You know, you, you, I actually went five. first on the last one. 
for no you didn't i went first no i tipped port before you tipped the dogs. doesn't doesn't matter you knew i was tipping dogs you knew i was tipping dogs anyway all right Five, i'm going with the four. bombers sue me nobody ever come for me this is the worst See, thing I was, i've ever done um, in my life you know what who who won last week Fremantle or who they first well the bombers very nearly beat the giants and frio who do they beat oh man we're terrible this is such a scuffed end of the podcast it's a bit of a, a tough week when we didn't really watch. Many yeah, we were busy this weekend. Leave us alone, yo. Um, they lost to Brisbane in Brisbane, so they're traveling for the second week in a row as well. Actually, they're they're stuck in, out of Perth, I think. I'll go Dockers. All right, split the difference. I'll there we go. Sp- Couple of go games differently now. Yeah. I will literally hate myself if <laughs> Fremantle beat Essendon. So that's by two points, by a point. I reckon they'll. I reckon Fremantle. Bombers are a loving point. a close game this they week. Uh, I, this week, listen, this year. I, I tipped them. I tipped them last week, and they did not do me okay. any favors. Melbourne versus Blues. Who you got? Melbourne. <laughs> Same. Melbourne. No See, Silvani, and the fun fact of the day is. That when Silvani is on the field, at least in the dogs the game, the Blues are up, or they uh, the point differential is plus forty five. When he is off the field, it is negative sixty three. So is that for the whole entire season so far? I thought for the it, season, I thought it was just for the dogs game. No, wow, that's really bad. I think bad. it's for the season. This this stat. Correct me if I'm wrong. We do love a good fact check up in here. So if you wanted to send in a uh, fact check, please. Please do. Um, yeah, look, uh, he's obviously out for next week after getting concussed and ruled out of the dog's clash. He ran into Jack Nunes' shoulder. Yeah. And, yeah, pretty dazed as well. He looks pretty up upset he as was well. He gutted. was d- Yeah, he was destroyed. Poor, poor bloke. He cannot get a good run at it. No. And he's copped it from the start of his career about him not being a good enough player. And now that he's really finding form, he's not getting any <sighs> chance to show everyone up. And it's not even because of that, it's just because of injury. Mm-hmm. It's not even because he's getting like not put on the side, just because of injury. Anyway, last game of the week, it's going to be the West Coast Eagles versus Adelaide in the Eagles' home town at Optus <laughs> Stadium. Now I'll go first since you weren't first last time. I didn't. Then you can go first because I'm more interested <laughs> to see what you have to say. I'm going with the Eagles. Eagles at home. Yeah. For some reason, Eagles at home are so hard to pass up. Particularly Adelaide have lost a little bit of form. Yeah. Probably earlier in the season would have chosen Adelaide, but they've hit a bit of a down patch. Now, Kennedy is possibly out because he was subbed off due to, I think, either a hamstring or a calf injury. Soft tissue. Soft tissue. So he might be out. But they've got stocks. They've got... Darling and Allen and... Man, that West Coast side has stock. They have, like, once... I mean, if this is Kennedy's last year or next year's Kennedy's last year... They've done well to replace him in, like, a youthful side. And, sorry, in an old side that is slowly getting some youth back into it. Mm -mm. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. So, the only ones we really differ on are the Port Dogs game. You going Port, me going Dogs. And the Essendon Frio game where you've gone Essendon and I have gone Frio. Very well. That is just about it for episode number 15. Can't believe we've made it this far. I know I say that every week, um, but truly can't. (laughs) Um, So just some housekeeping. If you would like to follow us on our social media, you can find us on Instagram at After the Siren Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at After the Siren underscore. You can always find our personal instagrams in the description and 
if you would like to send us in a top 40 moment, please, please, please do. I'm loving seeing the couple that have come in so far. Just send that to our Instagram direct messages. Otherwise, go Blues. Have a great week. <laughs> See you guys.